listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast, and this is episode number 12. Hello, hello, and happy the Fitness Matters Podcast Day to you, my friends. Because you know what? Maybe this is Sunday. Maybe this is any day of the week. But it's always, always a good day to listen to the Fitness Matters Podcast. Because you guys, we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you on any given day. I am Paula B. I am your hostess with the mostess. And today we are talking about the three best questions to ask yourself when you are struggling. And you guys, I'm going to tell you something. The reason I came up with this is because I had some struggles this week. This has been this has been a really interesting and I'm not going to say challenging week, but the week has presented some interesting challenges to me, specifically with this podcast. Like I I had a whole another topic that I was going to talk about that I had I had notes and I was supposed to record it yesterday and it was on my list of things to do and and I just couldn't couldn't quite wrap my brain around it. I didn't know how I was going to introduce it. I didn't know how I wanted to talk about it. I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go with it. And I'll be perfectly honest here. Sometimes that is how I start recording podcasts. Sometimes I have very few notes. In fact, I should show you a picture of today's notes. There are the three questions that we're going to talk about and no other notes. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say when I press record. And that's not necessarily a problem for me. It's not necessarily something I struggle with. And yet, for this topic that I had in mind, it felt like a struggle. It felt like a problem. It felt like... Like I just wasn't where I wanted to be. And so I kept turning it around and around in my mind. I put it off until today. And I finally, I finally realized that there was something that I needed to do. This exact process was what I needed to do. And lo and behold, I had a brilliant new topic to talk about instead. Because here's the thing, when you are struggling with something, and specifically for today's conversation, we're going to talk about when you're struggling with like a fitness goal or a fitness matter or something fitness related, when something is going wrong with your diet or your exercise plan or your running plan or your health plan, when when something just feels like you are metaphorically beating your head against the wall, there is a process that you can go through to figure out what to do next, to get out of the struggle. And there are three questions that I love to ask myself. And we've talked about them kind of briefly in different ways, but I realized in my specific struggle that I ask myself these three questions in this order for almost everything that I'm struggling with. And I hadn't realized it. I hadn't put it into words yet. And when I did realize it and realized that I could talk about it on the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually really helpful. Let me tell you something else that I struggled with this week besides the podcast. So part of the reason why I ended up putting off the podcast is because I... I'm going to say I was thrown a monkey wrench, except for the fact that I threw it to myself. So I have, I have a race coming up in like two and a half weeks. And so far it's the only race that was on my calendar for the year, meaning that it was the only one that I had really like started doing much planning for. 
But I have known about this other race that I was going to do in September since almost two years ago. Um, if longtime listeners of the podcast back when it used to be the Let's Run podcast might remember that for January of 2019, I recorded an episode where I talked about my resolutions for 2019. And my resolution, the the one that I really talked about, I mean, again, I have, I have several kind of like this year. I have several, but the one that I'm talking about most often this year is on my way to a million subscribers on YouTube. Last year, the thing that I was planning on doing was running a race this year. <laughs> so, so all of 2019 was basically in preparation for this race that was coming up in September of 2020. It's a race that I ran in September of 2018, and I did not perform as well as I wanted to. And I was going to let it lie, but I realized that I had some unfinished business, that there was definitely a way that I could improve on that race. And so rather than trying to, because it was 110K, it's a super long race, rather than trying to do better at it in 2019, I knew that I was going to need a lot of buildup, a lot of time to get where I wanted to go training-wise in order to run a really successful race. So with this race that I have coming up in two and a half weeks, you know, I've been training. It hasn't been going great. I'm, I'm definitely having just some physical issues and some mental issues with my training cycle. And so one of the things that I like to do, whether I'm having a great time in a training cycle or not, I like to know what's coming next. As I get into like the finishing shoot of race training, I like to know what's coming next so that I've got something else to look forward to. So I was already kind of in my mind projecting, okay, you know, when I come out of this race, I'm going to recover and then I'm going to move into my training cycle for this next race. So I went to look it up online to find out exactly what the date was because I was going to put together a training calendar. And the race that I have been mentally and physically preparing for, for a year and a half, is canceled. And that threw me. I mean, as you can imagine, I'm struggling to even come up with adequate words. I I don't want to say I was devastated. I was not. I But it it threw me off my game. I, I Here I was, you know, starting to look forward to this thing that I've been looking forward to for a year and a half and this unfinished business that I had with this race that I really wanted to do better and it's canceled. And, and I struggled and I found myself needing to ask myself these three questions. And question number one, let me, let me go ahead and get into it. I'm not going to belabor that point just yet, but I, I will tell you, I will tell you how I resolved both the podcast struggle and this running race struggle while we talk about the questions. Question number one is, so what? <laughs> I love this question. You guys, I don't, I don't know if it's super obvious to you. Again, I don't know if you listen to every single episode. I don't know if you've been listening to every single episode since way, way, way back when it was the Let's Run podcast. This podcast has been around for two and a half years. So I, I certainly don't expect you to memorize every word, but the fact is I have listened to them all because I've done them all <laughs> because, you know, it's me. I feel like so often, and I feel this way not just on the podcast, but honestly in in social media, when people ask me questions, I feel like my response so, so often is this or some much more politely worded version of, 
so what? <laughs> and, and I tell you what, I mean it so nicely. I do. I promise you, I'm never asking you, so what? Like, your opinions don't matter. Your situation doesn't matter. Your struggle doesn't matter. That is absolutely, positively, hands down, not where I'm trying to go when I say something hopefully nicer than so what. But it always kind of comes back to, so what? Because where I would like to go with this, how I would like you to hear it, is that in the grand scheme of things, most of what we're struggling with is tiny. It truly is. We get our brains worked up in these dire consequences, like, oh my gosh, I can't talk about something on the podcast, or this race that I've been thinking about for two years is canceled. But truly, truly, so what? In the grand scheme of the world, the fact is, I was going to come up with something for the podcast. I might very well have continued on with that topic. And in fact, at some point I will, because I know, I know myself, I know that once I have that idea in my brain, my brain is going to continue working on the issue of how to get that topic out, because it's a good topic and it's something that I want to talk about. It just couldn't figure it out in the moment. But no matter if I could figure it out or not, I was going to put out a podcast this week. I mean, there that simply is going to happen no matter what. Is it going to be the best podcast I've ever made or the worst podcast I've ever made or something in between? Yeah, it'll definitely be one of those. It'll absolutely be the best, the worst, or somewhere in between because I was going to do it anyways. So not being able to figure out that topic, so what? In the grand scheme of things with me and my racing, yeah, it feels like a big deal that this thing that I've been working towards has been canceled, but truly, truly, so what? It doesn't affect my health. It doesn't affect my well-being. It doesn't affect, honestly, anything except my goals, which is big and is important and is the thing that we're talking about because, I mean, for me, you know, everything comes down to goals and goals are important. But for most of our goals, even the things that we struggle with, the little obstacles, the little tasks, the little things that feel big on the way are absolutely so what? Now, just really quickly, maybe not really quickly, but I do want to address the fact that sometimes the things that we are struggling with are significantly larger. Sometimes we are struggling with chronic health issues or, you know, bigger, bigger things. And I don't want you to think that this so what question is flip or is minimizing the big stuff that you are struggling with that is going on in your life. But I will tell you that the question still applies. The fact is, when you ask yourself, so what? In fact, when you ask yourself anything, and this is why we ask ourselves questions to get out of our struggle. When you ask yourself a question, your brain is completely held to answer. It's why we have brains. It's why the prefrontal cortex exists and has evolved and is what it is. It came to being 
to solve problems, to answer questions. Now, way, way, way back when we first started having a prefrontal cortex, the questions were things like, how can I find shelter? How can I stay dry? How can I not starve to death? But... But because those were questions that we had to ask ourselves every day, our brains evolved and got better at answering questions. But their job is still the same. Your brain's job is to answer your questions. So the trick is to, when you are spinning around and around with, what am I going to do next, (laughs) is to actually stop and ask yourself a question in a guided and specific way so that you can stop spinning and give yourself some answers. And even in the case of the really, really big stuff, we're not asking ourselves, so what, like, whatever, it doesn't matter, this isn't a big deal, but so what? That big pause in the middle makes all the difference. What will you do? If this is a chronic health condition, what will you do if somebody you love dies? What will you do if whatever it is that you're struggling with comes to pass? And it's something to actually listen to the answers. Because whether it's a big situation or a small situation... The point of asking yourself this question is to take a moment and follow through and see and understand that no matter how inconsequential the struggle is or how big the struggle is, you are capable of moving forward in some manner. It might not be the manner that you had planned. It might not be the manner that you are super excited about. It might not be your number one choice. But there is a way to move forward. And so you have to ask yourself, so what? The other thing that I ask myself is what if. Now, I know, I know that sometimes the what if question can be a double-edged sword because trust me, I have absolutely lain awake at night in bed thinking, what if? You know the what ifs. We start going down that worst case scenario path. What if everybody dies? What if this is permanent? What if I make the worst decision of my life? What if I marry the wrong person? What if I poop my pants? What if, what if this podcast turns out poorly? You know, what ifs? Not the podcast turning out poorly. I've never, ever, ever lain awake at night worrying about the podcast. I have, I have woken up with interesting podcast ideas. I have woken up from dreams about the podcast, (laughs) which have been very strange, but I've never actually like lain awake worrying but here's the thing, that what if question, it's it's very similar to the so what, because again, you're asking your brain to go somewhere and find a solution for what if this happens. Now, very frequently, I mean, I am I am the queen of the worst case scenario. When I ask myself, what if, I will often pick up the worst of things that might happen. But here's the thing. What if the worst does happen? I mean, what if 
what if my race gets canceled? What if I never run another ultra marathon ever again? I, I don't know how that would happen because it's just the one race that got canceled, but it's okay to ask yourself that big what if question. What if this next race is the last race I ever run? What if this podcast, I was going to say gets canceled, <laughs> so somebody else is in charge of that. Nobody else is in charge of that. I cancel it if I cancel it. But what if, what if I decide never to do another podcast again? What if, what if... My friends, you have an answer. Now, here's the thing with the what ifs. Pretty frequently, because our brain's job is to answer that question, pretty frequently the answer is doing something new, doing something different, aka, according to your brain, doing something scary. Pretty often when we ask the what if question, we will either go immediately to something, you know, tragic, worst case scenario, and kind of kind of illogical or not super likely. But if you do stop and ask yourself the question and say, what if? The very first thing your brain is likely to tell you is, I don't know. Your brain loves to say, I don't know. I mean, we... Anytime, anytime you are struggling with stuff, it very frequently pops up with an, I don't know. That's sort of a wall of protection trying to keep you from hearing the thing that is new and different and therefore, to your brain, scary. When I asked myself, oh my gosh, what if, what if I can't run this race because it's canceled? I mean, obviously I can't because it's canceled. I immediately spun into a, I don't know. I don't know. What'll I do? I have no idea. What, what could I possibly do? And then I had to take a deep breath ask myself, so what? Because that really is the first thing that I try to ask. And then what if, what if I did something else? What if I chose a different kind of goal? What if I've been thinking about retiring, at least briefly, from trail running anyways? My my big picture goal for the next couple of years was to run the 110k this year and then run a hundred miler next year. And then after that, the plan was always that I was going to come back to the roads because I have some unfinished business on the road. Also, I, this is getting off topic, but I'm going to tell you really briefly. I truly feel that when you are training for things that you need to give yourself plenty of time to train, especially for longer distance events, but you need to train really consistently with the type of with the type of racing that you're going to be doing. So for me, when I was doing trail racing, I really, I mean, obviously I run on the roads because I don't live near a trail, but I didn't do any road racing at all. So for the last almost, well, two and a half years, I haven't done any road racing. And I had told myself that when I start doing road racing again, that I was going to be at least temporarily done from trail running and racing because they are so different. And the specificity of training is really important. So to bring this back around, what if, what if I retired from the trails and came back to the road? Because that was my plan after the 100 miler was to come back to the roads. So what if... 
So what? <laughs> and what if I did that now? What if I did that sooner rather than later? What if I picked different goals? What if rather than running 110K all at once, what if I ran 22 5Ks instead? Spoiler alert, that actually is what I'm going to do this year. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of excited about it, like truly excited about it. And it's not entirely the point of what we're saying here, but it's, it made me super happy to, to come up with something else. And that is the point of asking yourself, what if, what if there was another option? What if there was another way to think about this? What if you did something out of the box? What if you did something that's uncomfortable? What if, what if this thing that you're struggling with, what if that isn't the answer? What if, what if you come up with an entirely new podcast subject instead of trying to struggle with the one you're struggling with? The fact is when you ask yourself, what if, and get beyond the initial, I don't know, there are a lot of possibilities. I mean, innumerable possibilities. And again, let's touch on if you are struggling with something that is not inconsequential, if you are struggling with something that is big, the question still applies. What if? What will you do? What will you do if the worst thing happens? Your brain is going to offer you, I don't know, and then it's probably going to continue to offer you worst case thoughts. I'll be sad forever. I'll be doomed forever. All kinds of rather extreme thoughts. When you, when you have a bigger struggle than some of the inconsequential stuff that I am making jokes about, when you have those big thoughts on your mind, you are going to have to spend more time with these questions. You're going to have to get past some of that initial panic. No, all of the initial panic and nonsense and I don't knows and worst case scenarios. You need to sit and listen to yourself long enough to hear that there is always if not a solution, there is always, always a way forward. And that's what, that's what these questions are for. To simply open your eyes to the possibilities of moving forward. And that's why this last question is honestly my favorite. It's truly the thing that has changed almost everything for me. It, and it's such a simple question, but it's, it's so versatile and works in every single situation that I am struggling with. And we've talked about it a couple of times, but we're going to talk about it again today. How do I want to feel? Knowing how you want to feel is huge because when you know how you want to feel, it gives you a direction for how you need to think and how you're going to act. Feeling for me is where I start. Lots of people can actually start with actions or thoughts. I am, I, I am a very emotional feeling person. I relate to the world through 
both my emotions and yours. I, I have a deep understanding of feelings. So for me, answering this question basically gives me a roadmap for everything I need to do next. And again, for me, the answer is, well, first of all, hidden behind a wall of I don't know, because the way that you're feeling right now in the middle of the struggle is you're feeling bad, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling sorry for yourself, you're feeling upset, you're feeling sad, you're feeling angry, you're feeling lots of things already. So your brain isn't going to be looking for a new feeling because it's new and different and therefore scary. But when you ask yourself, how do I want to feel? A couple of great things happen. Number one, you're asking your brain for something theoretical. You're not asking how you currently feel because you already feel all those feels. But you're saying, how do I want to? You're putting your brain in a forward thinking position of what do I want to feel. Not how do I think I can feel in this situation or how do I currently feel, but how do I want to? It's a different possibility and it opens your brain to all the good stuff that is available to you, just not maybe currently. So when I feel myself in this struggling situation where I am frustrated and upset and starting to run down the rabbit hole of you're such a procrastinator or nothing is going well, all those kinds of yuck feelings that I was in the middle of, I asked myself, how do I want to feel? And the answer is almost always really obvious, again, after you get past the I don't know. For me, there are a couple of ways that I want to feel in pretty much any situation. Number one is grateful. I, I love to feel grateful. That's such a go-to for me. The other one is confident. I love to feel confident and I don't feel it very often, but I love to feel it. I generally speaking feel confident after I've done something rather than before, but it is a good like goal feeling. I want to feel confident that I have put out a good podcast. I want to feel confident that I've made the right choice. I want to feel confident that I'm moving forward in the best way. Other things that you might think of are that you want to feel maybe in control. That's another nice one for me. I'm careful with that one because for me personally, control sometimes isn't always positive. Sometimes I get overly controlling. And so again, for me personally, that's not generally speaking how I want to feel about something, but sometimes it is. I mean, I like to feel in control of my schedule rather than procrastinating. We've talked about this numerous times recently. I, you might want to feel happy. Happy is a little bit amorphous. I'm going to caution you against the happy. Happy is almost always made up of other feelings altogether. Happy tends to be maybe grateful and confident <laughs> and in control. So, so wanting to feel happy, you might still need to do a little bit more digging to come up with something slightly more specific to your situation. And I will tell you that once you have come up with how you want to feel, in fact, for the racing situation, the way I wanted to feel by finishing the 110K and the way that I want to feel with 
my new racing goals for this year. I want to feel accomplished. It's something that I realize drives a lot of what I do with my fitness goals. I just want to feel like I've done something kind of cool, like not a specific standard and not even necessarily in other people's eyes, but in my own eyes. Like that was just a little bit beyond what I thought I could do. And I accomplished that. And knowing that meant that I had to choose, I had to choose a way forward that was going to get me to that feeling. So I might've said, okay, well, you know, I'll run a 5k and you know I'll do like a half marathon later in the year. These are accomplished things, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to uh, trust me. I'm not dissing on I'm not dissing on half marathons at all. What I'm saying is where I am with my fitness and my running, I have a place where I'd like to go to feel accomplished. And where that is for you or for other people is going to be really different. Some people would look at my goal of 22 5Ks as being too easy. I mean, there, there are people in the world who think that that would be too easy. And there are people in the world who would think that would be too hard. How you feel and how you move forward, the only thing that matters is that it feels right to you. Because again, I'm going to come back to that first question. If other people think that your goal is too easy or too hard or too whatever, so what? My friends, your goal always matters to you. Your path forward is yours. When you ask yourself these questions when you're struggling about so what and what if and how do I want to feel? I'm going to I'm going to caution you again to really tune in to you, to your thoughts, to what you want. And to work towards not thinking about somebody else's standard, not thinking about how other people might think or feel or what they might do. The fact is, the path forward for you is yours. And that is the only thing that matters. I would love to hear what you're struggling with and the answers to these questions. Because my friend, the questions, the questions will help you get wherever you want to go. Thank you so much for listening. Like always, I'll talk to you next week. Mm